And hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lone Photographer Adventure Podcast, Episode 2. And in these podcasts, it's a weekly podcast that I'm releasing. These episodes are mostly going to be about my behind-the-scenes thoughts on whatever I happen to be photographing that week. Not so much about, uh, we'll say, gear reviews. I'm not going to say I'll never do a gear review. Uh, but I will say that the, the main focus is not gear at all on this. And so, again, just mostly like a behind-the-scenes thoughts about whatever I happen to be working on this week. Um, in the last episode as well, I talked about the Glastonbury uh, Vermont Wilderness Hike. So at the time you're listening to this, that should be live on my website. There is an adventure or overnight section on my website that basically talks about um, this exact uh, trip. Now, I think I had talked about the fact that there was going to be a video, and I had recorded a lot of footage while I was out there, but I had recorded it kind of early on my return to YouTube, essentially. And so I don't think I actually felt like I got into my flow so much on, on kind of like how I was going to be doing uh, or at least what I wanted to be recording. And so when I was watching it, I don't I didn't even really get anywhere on the editing. I just basically put the whole thing on a timeline and I was just like, okay, so basically this video is about me putting up a tent and taking down a tent, eating breakfast, and then putting up a tent and taking it down and eating breakfast and dinner. It was sort of like that. That's not really what I'm hoping uh, the video was going to be about. So I did at least save it. I've got it backed up on a hard drive somewhere. And I'm just like, it may never see the light of day. I may come back and update it. But just to be known, there is no video associated with that. I even did, I even hemmed and hawed about the fact of like, am I actually really going to keep doing videos? Because I did the first podcast. And as much as it was funny to go back and listen to and hear all the times I said so and um and ah uh, throughout the entire podcast, I did thoroughly enjoy it that much more. And I, I kind of liked the fact that I was, you know, talking because I don't talk in my videos. And, and again, the whole reason I don't do that is because I'm like, I just, I'll most likely say something really dumb and I'll be like, oh, I've got this great shot, but I just said something really stupid. So I mostly want to just focus in my videos more about the the nature because when I'm out hiking and photographing, if I didn't have a camera, I'm not out there talking. Like, who am I talking to? And so I want my videos to mostly focus on what I'm doing with the camera, the scene that I'm trying to take a picture of, and kind of the ambiance of what is going on behind me and around me and everything like that. So that's why I stopped, stopped talking in the videos. And that's why I started doing these podcasts because I'm like, I, you know what, I want to talk about what I did, which leads me to the next topic. The, uh, in the episode one, and again, uh, these series, this whole idea of this podcast, I know is going to morph. I'm still trying to find my way through kind of like the exact format and flow I want to do. And I had this thought that I was like, okay, I'm going to take this whole thing and it's going to be all about you know, lining it up to the release. So whatever my release is on my website and kind of the video that I'd be posting on YouTube, uh, there'll be a companion podcast essentially going with it. That's not really going to be the case. What I'll probably end up doing, assuming I can get it to work, because I'm still learning my way through podcasting and how this all works, I'll probably link to the specific podcast on my website so that at least there's sort of like a reference point of what happened in that episode or episode or release or that article. So what I'll be doing mostly is just talking about whatever happened this current week. And so what I was photographing now, what I typically have been doing is at least for 2021, my goals as a photographer has been more about focusing on like consistency uh, more on having projects so that I knew in my head I didn't have to think so much about oh my god what am I going to go out and shoot next week or each week because my goal is I want to be out there each and every week with my camera in hand taking pictures. 2020 was kind of like an up and down kind of year for me where I was start, I started the year like really really good but I was a little kind of all over the place like I had ideas, but then it didn't feel right and it felt forced. And then, of course, COVID came and, you know, everybody's staying home. And and, that, and, that, and so 
I, I had a really a, a rough time. And then, of course, my current job, what I'm doing now, pay, which pays the bills, of course, I have to focus on my time on that. So I lost a lot of time. And I feel like I, as a photographer, I, I stepped back on my on how or how, at least my quality of pictures. And I feel like a lot of that had to do with the fact of I wasn't out there often enough with a camera. And I believe when when you have your camera in hand, it's it's it becomes an extension of you, and that's why recently I lost my main camera. I've since replaced it. I don't even remember if I discussed that or not in my last episode, but I lost my camera, and so it was like, oh my god, like what am I going to do now? And now I had like my backup video camera, and and it can take pictures. It's just a regular uh, GH5, I think. But I don't take pictures with that, so it's very awkward for me to use. It's not second nature for me to use. Like, a camera is an extension of yourself, or at least is an extension of me. And so when you're out there and you're looking at a scene, I want to spend less and less time on, like, which buttons I need to push. What do I need to do to change the ISO, the shutter speed? And so I always look at a camera as sort of like your third arm, or at least that's how I look at it for myself. So I spend less time about which knobs does what or whatever. I know that I don't have to think a whole lot. I can focus more and more on the scene and less and less about the gear that is in hand. So it was kind of funny when I lost my camera and I have to sit there with the GH5 and it's sort of like, and it really wasn't even set up properly for myself. Now I've been starting to use it a little bit more for my thumbnails and my videos. Thankfully, actually, ironically, maybe thankfully, before I had went out that day or to photograph, I had actually set up some of the settings, well, that was kind of redundant, on that camera so that at least it was going to take some photographs because there was a couple times I'd used it and it was acting kind of weird. So I'm like, while I was home and not dealing with the elements, I'm like, okay, how do I tune this thing? And so I had it partially tuned, but still you you spend more time because the UI, the interface, the, the whole thing looks so different. When you're scrolling through the menus and you're trying to do something, it's not behaving the way you would normally expect it. And so when I lost my camera, it was sort of like, oh my God, I can't go out and hike. I was actually supposed to go camping and I didn't have my main camera. And I'm like, I'm not going to photograph with the video camera at the same time because it, you, you, I'm going to miss that element. I'm going to miss that thing that I want to record. I'll never get the chance of recording myself, taking those pictures and showing the audience of kind of like what I'm out there doing. So that's why I hadn't gone camping like last or at least over my holiday break. So with all that said, so that's kind of like what happened in 2020 for me, at least the first half. And then I actually lost the camera actually in December. But anyway, so when I came back and I started photographing more, I wanted to get myself more focused on my series of kind of like, okay, what am I going to be photographing? And I basically sat down even with a spreadsheet and, uh, and I set it up so that I'm like, okay, I know each week what I'm going to be photographing. And I'm kind of probably one of those people. I do like my lists. And so I organize everything that I wanted to shoot. I thought about some of the projects that I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to do video. So it was sort of like, okay, well, how can I do the videos without interrupting my flow? Which brought in the whole no talking thing. You know, I just set up the camera. I point to where I am and just kind of let... And then I could edit the video to at least make it somewhat entertaining because, you know, you're really not going to want to see me standing there for 15 minutes as I push buttons. It's not very exciting. I'm basically standing in one spot and all you see is my hand moving around sometimes. When I had the list all put together, then I was like, okay, great. Now I know what I'm going to be photographing weekly. And I, and I add those things to my calendar. So I go into like Outlook and I say, okay, this week I'm going to be here. And then next week I'm going to be here. And that was like every Saturday. So pretty much every Saturday I know where I'm going to be going, and I don't have to think that much. I don't have to stress anymore about where it is and what I want to be doing when I go out photographing. The reason I went down this road, ironically enough, is because as part of these weekly um, podcasts, I want to be talking about a little bit about those, those weekly shots. One of those series ideas that I have for 2021 is I've been out photographing a waterfall that's local in my area. And, the, and this was inspired by my wife, uh, funny enough, where I'm going to go each week. So this is now Sunday now. So Saturday is mostly my day where I go off to, to my major hike. This is where I like 
I load up my backpack with all the extra batteries, all the lenses, and, and everything that I need for that specific trip. Then on Sundays, to make sure I get out, I then use that day to photograph some of those weekly series. Actually, all of them. So the first one I've been working on is a weekly shot of a waterfall. So I want to see what a waterfall goes through over the course of a season. And, and I think it might be kind of interestingly, personally, you know, of course, I go week over week over week. I'm probably not going to see a whole lot of a change. What I am envisioning and at least hoping is that once I have all the pictures and maybe and then I, I'm also recording like a short, like 30 second video clips that I'll get to a point where I'll edit the video and then I will see the differences that a waterfall takes over the course of a year and maybe like a 10, 15, 20 minute like video. That is like one of those bigger projects. That's like the overall like, okay, I'm going to be doing that. And so for this week, I, you know, of course I went out there and I took a step back too on like the lens that I wanted to be bringing because I actually had three of them I did uh, on Sunday, at least yesterday, or at least the day before me recording this podcast. I had three things and I'll get to the like kind of like where I was going. But anyways, I decided this one instead I was going to shoot it with a 50 millimeter. Now I went out there the week before uh, with a my 16 to 35 to get more of a wide angle shot. But I realized one of the things that I want to challenge myself with is not have so many lenses with me when I go out hiking. It's probably, you know, depending on what you're going to go off shooting, I realize sometimes I think I, I carry too much gear with me. And then so then I feel obligated I need to hike with it or not hike with it all, but that I need to now photograph with it all. I need to take that step back and be like, you know what, I don't need all this gear. I need to think about like kind of like my goal and be like, okay, I'm going to go out there only with a 16 to 35 millimeter. I won't have the luxury of all this other stuff with me. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to take the 50 millimeter. And then I set up my small backpack, which I ended up using all day with, you know, a little bit of food, my water and everything else. And so I went down to this waterfall with a 50 millimeter. And it was funny because I got there and I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I don't have my wide angle lens with me anymore. Well, I'll you know what you do? You take a step back. And I actually think I got a pretty good shot. Now, I will I post a link? I'm not sure if I'm going to post the links to the photographs now or later. Maybe I'll put a picture as the podcast, or at least one of these um, weekly series. I may put the picture as the thumbnail for this podcast. I'm not really sure yet. I'm still kind of hemming and hawing on what I want to do there. But I got a nice shot of that waterfall. And, you know, in my goal... As I got there, I was like, okay, I've got a shot that I'm going to take maybe chest high. But at the end of the day, I finally got one that looks like kind of low and low to the ground. Like more of a foreground shot is what I was trying to achieve. And I think, at least I'm hoping, I actually got that type of a shot. And I can already see, funny enough, I can already see that there is a difference between the week over week. Now, this is only the second week I've done that, but I can already see some of the ice forming around the area because now the temperatures are starting to drop a little bit here in New England. And so the water is going to get more colder and colder and colder, of course, and hopefully more and more ice is going to form. And then I'm hoping to see that's going to recede. And then, you know, then we're going to see hopefully probably spring kind of coming. You're going to see more and more green and then once that goes, you know, there's going to be a lot of periods of green. There's probably going to be, okay, we're not going to get as much rain in, say, July and August. So maybe the water slows down and then we move into fall and you start seeing the color changes and then you move back into winter. And I'm hoping, I hope, hopefully all those seasons actually are, are reflected in that episode or not so much even an episode. It's probably just going to be a special one-off video where you see the changes and what the waterfall goes through through the course of its life during a year. And so that hike is really nice because it's local. And that was another requirement for me as I think about the series. I'm like, I don't want to have to drive like eight hours or 10 hours every every weekend. So that was another requirement. It had to be kind of local to me. And so I found a waterfall. It's very close to me. It's probably like a 10 minute drive. So that's perfect. I can go hit up this place. It's no big deal. Like I can basically get up have a cup of coffee, you know, grab all my stuff and then hit the road. Now it may get busier and busier over the course of, you know, as the warmer temperatures and we're seeing more people, but so far I've been lucky 
where I've shown up and I'm the first one there. And I'm usually the first one there anyways. It's not a major hike. It's not like going up into the White Mountains where no matter how early you think you are, there's always somebody earlier than you. So far, I've been pretty lucky. So with the time change, I can get there about quarter past seven. And the hike is probably 10 minutes from where I parked the vehicle. And then I'm there. I can get my shot in. I spend 10 minutes and I was good. I was good to go. I got a nice shot of the waterfall. It was a little bit icy on the trail, but it was okay. I put on my micro spikes and I was able to beat it in there, get the picture, and then I, you know, then I hoofed it out. Now, before I get there, another series, another project that I'm working on is my, you know, what my town means to me project. This one definitely, I probably will not be putting a picture of this in the podcast just because it's not ready. And, and so each week, my goal is to photograph something about the town I live in, something that that makes me think of where I am. On my dog walk, ironically enough, there is is what looks like an auto body repair shop. I'm not 100% sure what the place is, but out front, they've always had like this odd, like junker looking car. And I'm always fascinated by old cars, or at least you know, abandoned stuff. Now, granted, this is not abandoned. This is just, you know, the guy's garage and maybe he's fixing these things up. And so he's had what looks like maybe this old, like classic, like Mustang, maybe it's a Barracuda. I don't, I'm not hundred percent sure what the car actually is. So that's always been out there. And I'm like, I've got to take a picture of that one of these days, I'm going to come along and then there's going to be nothing out front. And I'm going to kick myself in the pants that I'm like, I missed that opportunity. Like I, I had that moment, I had that chance and I let it escape me. Which is always sort of like a theme, because right now there's another picture that I want to grab, and I feel like I might have missed the boat on that, but I'm not sure yet. I'm going to keep trying. As I was doing this dog walk, I realized now they had like this old, like, old, like, Bronco. It looks like an old 80s Bronco, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm not, I'm not up to date on, like, what type of cars came out when, but I saw that, and I was like, oh my god, that has to stay there. And so, like, I saw it on Monday for the first time, at least I saw it anyways. I'm like, please don't leave. Please don't leave. So every day I'm out for my dog walk and I see that car. I'm like, okay, it's still there. It's still there. It's still there. Okay, good, good. We're fine. We're fine. And then I went out there. Like, I think I walked. Did I walk on Saturday out there? Yes, I think I walked there on Saturday. It was still there. So I'm like, okay, perfect. And so I got set up. I had all my gear and I drove over and it was nice because now I could just drive over. Again, keep in mind that the, the theme being... I need to be taking pictures each week. I need a goal. And so for this one, I actually, again, because I kind of like lists, I took all the ideas I had and I put down, put them all in a spreadsheet. So again, so that I knew what I was going to be shooting week over week. So, so, you know, when I think about a series, I have to think about, okay, great. Now, what am I going to be shooting? Now, I don't do that for all the things. Most of it is just a general idea. I know what I'm going to do. And then I just kind of like on the fly, I'm like, okay, where am I going to go this week? Do I feel like driving really far or am I going to be local? For this project, I wanted to be more serious. I'm like, okay, write down all the items that it makes me, you know, make me think about this town that I live in. So that way on Sunday, I then know I can look at the spreadsheet and be like, okay, I'm going to capture that. And then once I capture it, I come back, I document the date and time. I edit the photo, at least I do some initial edits, and then I upload it to my account up in the cloud. So I'm like, perfect. I've got all my pictures there. It's all backed up. So here we are. So I showed up. Now again, I still got my 50 millimeter, which probably in the end worked out really nice. I probably could have done like maybe brought the wide angle again, but still I had my 50 millimeter and it was it was fine. So I had to, or I parked. There's like, there's a road and then there was the two cars and they had their backdrop was against the building. I was like, oh, that's perfect. That was absolutely perfect. Now, I don't know. Maybe the guy's doing it on purpose. I have no idea. But, you know, so here I am. It's probably 730 in the morning. It's on a Sunday. So the place is closed, which is perfect because I'm trying to be not as intrusive as one could be to take these pictures. Like, I'm just trying to be inconspicuous, you know, get in and get out. You never know sometimes how people feel about photographs, but it's out there. It's out in the open. You can see the vehicle. And so I, I'm now I'm like, I get out of the vehicle. I grab my lens. I grab my tripod, or at least my camera's on my tripod. It's all set up. It's all ready to go. I can just run over. And the 50 millimeter actually worked out perfectly because now I'm on the sidewalk and I set up my camera and I look and I'm like, it's near perfect. Like I couldn't have framed it any better. Matter of fact, did I have to go any closer? Closer now, I don't remember. 
I don't remember if I went any closer. Oh, you know what? I think I did. I actually went across the street and I was able to get maybe 15 feet from it. And so I had a nice shot, like it was just nice and isolated. And I did edit the photograph. It actually didn't come out too bad. I was actually quite proud of how it looked. It was a bit overcast as well. So that wasn't too big of a deal. And again, it was early morning, but it was great. I got those pictures. And then I realized I look over that Mustang or whatever is still sitting there. I think I took a picture of that, but I don't think I ended up using it. I wasn't really happy with it. When I came home and I was like editing the pictures, I was like, nah, that's just not really cutting it. But I did take a step back and grab both cars because both the cars, they're facing each other. And I was still able to do it with a 50 millimeter. All I had to do was walk across the street, stand on the sidewalk. And I was like, perfect. I was kind of like eye level straight on would the wide angle have been better of course because i probably would have had more room to work with of course probably could have gotten in closer maybe the cars would have looked bigger it's it's fine it's all about for me the experience i'm like okay i have just this one lens how do i get the picture that i can see in my brain so it's all about for me it was just the moving around and getting myself set up and it was absolutely it was perfect i got the two pictures i was probably there at that spot for maybe no more than 10 minutes the last idea, the last series, which was sort of like a last minute thing, my wife has been doing an amazing job. Like she did for all of 2020. I think one of her goals was to get out and walk more and run more. And so she was doing all these like virtual runs and everything else. And she's getting all these medals, you know, whatever. And then you can have teams and she's like, oh, you want to join my team? And, you know, we can, if we get to like so many miles, you get an award or a medal or Whatever it may be. And I was like, yeah, sure. That's totally, totally fine. And so we, I did a couple of them with her. I don't really do a whole lot of running, although I'm trying to get better at that now because that's one of my goals for 2021. Shocker, like everybody else. Beginning of the year, I need to get better. I need to get in more in shape. So one of the ones she signed me up for um, as a team was, I think there's like a Vermont one. So Vermont has like this virtual run where, every, you know, you've got to reach a certain mileage goal. Now, the original thought was she was like, I guess it was, she thought it was due like March of 2021 and you had to do like a couple hundred miles. I'm like, yeah, it's no problem if I walk two to three miles a day, maybe throw in a run and a hike. We should be, we should be totally, totally fine. Well, one day she freaked out and she was like, oh my God, we have to do like 48,000 feet of elevation gain to get this award. It was like, oh my God, that's almost, I think that's like a 4,000 footer every month. And that's assuming that you, you do the 4,040, you're going to get 4,000 feet of elevation gain. Now, when I go walk the dogs, it's fairly flat, most of the areas. So getting elevation on a daily walk is really tough. The most of that I can find right now from where I live is I can only get like 60 something feet of elevation gain daily. That's not a whole lot. And then some of the hikes that I do, at least on the daily hike, there's not a whole lot of elevation gain there. Mostly it's like, I go to a place I want it to be fairly straightforward and not overly strenuous, you know, whatever it is what it is, but I don't plan my hikes around being elevation, elevation related. So I was like, well, what are we going to do here? So I was like, okay, well, one of my goals is to get more fit. I started thinking about like when I, when I, when, when somebody says you have to do something, I'm like, well, how can I involve my photography in this? I can't now it's, it's weird. It's almost like a drug. I cannot go out into the woods without my camera in hand. Sure. I can bring my cell phone. But to me, that's not the same. Sure, the pictures on a cell phone are okay, but I like to take them home and I like to edit them. You know, there's a difference between tweaking a picture that you take on your camera, which is, for all intents and purposes, it looks just fine on your phone. But when I look on my monitor, I'm like, oh, uh, maybe, you know, maybe that could be tweaked. And you do see these light little tweaks and then it's all, you know, pixelated and, you know, it's like, okay, I can't do much, but they're fine. It. I, I do enjoy my phone camera, but I mostly want to take my main camera because it gives me that much more flexibility later on to edit a picture. So she's like, okay, we need to do this thing. We need to do 48,000 feet. And it's actually not due in March. It's, it's due at the end of the year. Okay, that's cool. How are we going to do this? So then I realized, again, it was the same, same thought process. Okay, I need to do something. It needs to be fairly close by. I don't really want to go driving that very, very far. Okay, there's a hike. There's there's many hikes near me, and there's a lot pretty much local hikes. And with COVID, they're actually a lot more busier than normal because people don't necessarily go as far north anymore because they're trying to avoid crowds, which then of course causes crowds locally. But I digress. With a bit of research, I found a place. It's a local hike. 
Like, okay, I now know the place. What am I going to photograph? What am I going to do? I don't want to spend my entire day out there hiking. So now it's become like, okay, I can do like a fitness thing. Do this hike and see how fast I can do it, which actually reminds me I need to write all that stuff down. I decided that this would be like a weekly like photo hike. I'm probably going to turn that into a video to be seen next year as well. I don't know when it'll actually get released next year. But instead of having a tripod, I'm back, which brings me to why I was bringing the 50 millimeter. I was bringing it mostly for this hike. Like I didn't want to have to keep switching lens. I don't want filter. I don't want dust all over it. This is the picture I want to take or not the picture, but I'm just going to use it essentially a snapshots. And so that's what I did. So I ended up doing a hike with this 50 millimeter, threw on my micro spikes and I was good to go. And I went on this hike, I was probably out there for maybe about two hours, took a bunch of shots. When I came home, it was like perfect. I, it was like, I like some of these pictures. And so I edited them all up and maybe one of these, I don't know, maybe one of these I'll put on the weekly, you know, podcast, you know, episode thumbnail. Either way, I was out there and it was perfect. Now I know I am totally out of shape. And the benefit of this is I want to do more overnight trips. And I realized when I did Glastonbury, especially, you know, just doing that first thousand miles, thousand miles. Wow. That first thousand feet of elevation gain was pretty brutal. And so I'm hoping that this hike will improve my fitness level. So if I do like this hike every week and then I'm hopefully I get out and do a run once a week, that I'll improve my overall fitness level. I can do these hikes. So when I decide that I'm going to conquer like Glastonbury Wilderness again, I'll be more ready. I still got to work on the weight of my backpack, but that, that's a different story. So that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm working on that as well. So I don't really have much to say about that for this one because this is more of like an introduction about it. But let's just say that I was out there. I was pretty happy with the pictures that I took. There was certainly a lot of ice formations and things like that I tried to grab. Either way, I'm doing it. So we're good. So that is that kicked off. So again, so now I have every Sunday, I know what I'm going to be photographing. Perfect. I can get out there. I'm gone for about four or five hours. It gets me outside because my dog, my, my dog. Wow. I keep messing up my words today. My job is all about pretty much working from home. I don't have to go out and drive. So it's perfect. I get out there. I get my time in the woods. I take my pictures and then I feel like I've improved that much more as a photographer. So the major trip that I did is the final final one to talk about here. So was it last week? I think it was last week, maybe the week before, when my friend was telling me about this local hike. He was like, you got to come here. You got to check it out. It's it's in Maine. He's like, it's perfect. It's great. And I, and I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay. There might be like good bird bird photography there and I went out I wrote about it I'll, I'll post an article I'll probably post a video it's probably just gonna be a quick five minute video when it actually gets released but at the end of the day I really wasn't all that happy with it because I felt like the whole area was very cramped and so like you know running out into the woods or whatever or finding a nice quiet spot where you could probably set up like a chair or whatever and sit there for a few hours and waiting for the birds that place just didn't it didn't fit the bill and then when it comes to video, well, it's like, okay, well, now the, now there's the added pressure of, is there going to be a bird out here? Am I going to have a boring video? I don't know. Am I going to get any photos? This is the sort of the downside of recording a weekly video as well. It's sort of like, are you going to be able to get something worthwhile to show your audience? And in this case, it's going to be a stretch, but I'll probably edit that one and post it. It's not going to be as bad as the Glastonbury one, but nonetheless, there will be a video about it. I bring up the bird thing because then I, I came home and I was kind of disappointed in myself. Again, it was the lack of planning. I should have done more research and more thinking about something before I go do it. But I was like, well, wait a minute now. I've got a macro lens. I like macro photography. And for, for me, for macro photography, I, I keep trying to do macro photography. I always get out there and I'm, I'm, I'm trying this occasionally. And then I get home and, I, you know, I see the thing that I want to photograph I see what other people do and it's like, God, that stuff looks so amazing. You just had a macro lens, you get the zoomed up shot. And it's like, wow, like, how did you do that? And so it's one of those, like, I try to do it and I get very disappointed in the results that I've been getting. So I'm like, well, I should make it more of a con concentrated, concerted, whatever. I don't know what the word is, but more of an effort to do macro photography 
and actually start practicing it. So instead of doing this bird photography, which I'm probably still going to do, I think I can, there's plenty of birds like actually around my house, ironically enough. So I'll probably still work on that. But macro photography, again, it's a, it's a bit like landscape. I know I can get out there. I know I can get a picture of something. I, you know, I basically could take the camera pointing at the ground. It's probably going to be something interesting to photograph. I went down the same route. I'm like, okay, where am I going to go? How do I minimize how much thinking I need to do? So now I know I have a local area to hike. Perfect. It's close by. It's very much a theme for me these days. Minimizing how much driving I do. It's not going to be all the things I photograph. But for macro photography, it's perfect. And it actually allowed me to get out there and start looking at the scenery and start taking notes of where I'm actually seeing birds. So if I do want to come back in the future, perhaps I'll know where to set up my camera, which maybe that's a 2022 thing. So I was like, okay, great. I loaded up my backpack yet again. This time I took a few more batteries with me as a backup. I, you know, I had my backup memory card, like all my cleaning gear, everything. Grab my macro lens. And then the other thing that I have as part of my, as I keep attempting to do these things better, is I actually have a tripod that's like one of those desktop ones. So you can put like your camera on there for any Zoom meetings. Um, there's probably other things you can probably use use it for. But I use it for just setting up my camera because it's nice. It's low to the ground. Kind of keeps me focused. So I can get better shots. I got a little better manipulation. I mean, it's cheap. It was probably like 20, 30, maybe 40 bucks for this stupid little thing. It's certainly not sturdy. It's made of plastic. I do have a focusing rail that I can use for a macro photography. I think I tried using it and almost tipped it over. So I, in this case, I didn't use it just yet. So, but I did have at least the tripod. Left the, the focusing rail at home. I may use that in the future. And I may actually go back and look at my other bigger tripods and see, well, could I have just used one of them? I mean, I don't know. It, it depends on the flow. And that's going to come over the course of time and practice, which is sort of the goal of this series, or at least this macro series. So I get out there, I throw my macro spikes, and ah, oh, it was so beautiful out there this day. It was it was nice. It wasn't overly cold yet. It's been a fairly mild winter overall. There was some pockets of ice that had to be taken care of. Well, not taken care of, but at least with the spikes, I didn't have to worry about it. And I decided, was like, okay, for this macro photography, for at least today's run, since I'm still relatively new to this hike in this area, I mean, well, I've hiked it before, occasionally but not in the last like probably year or two, I think. So I don't really remember all the trails. And when I was hiking in, I didn't really take the time to memorize anything out there and be like, oh, I know where I need to go. No, it was sort of like this one was going to be, you've got your gear, walk an hour, just walk an hour in one direction. And then when you get there, stop. When I got out there, I started, you know, I put my music on, I put my headphones on and I just started ripping. And I was out there and I'm like, okay, well, what do I want to photograph out here? Well, maybe some ice formations. That would be kind of cool. So I'm walking around, I'm looking for ice and I see a couple things. I'm like, oh, well, maybe I got to crash to the bushes to get to that. But you know, it's got potential. I can always come back this way on the trail because it's basically an out and back hike that I was doing. I get out there, I'm walking, I'm walking about 30, 40 minutes. I see like one person there walking the other way. I wave, you know, whatever. And I pretend I'm looking at the pond like, yeah, I'm not really, you know, I'm not trying not to be creepy. I'm looking at this pond. I'm like, okay, yeah, there may be some potential. And when, it, when I'm out there with the lens too, or at least with the macro lens, it for me, it was going to be more than just trying to get a close-up view of something, micro, not microscopic, but a close-up view of something small. I kind of also wanted to use it as for my landscape as well, because for me, the macro lens is more, I would hope, is more than just, again, getting a close-up shot of a bee or, or an insect. It can also be used for landscape, like perfect. Maybe I'll get a shot of the trail. Maybe this pond I'm at. Whatever. So I keep walking, and I'm walking... And then I realize I get to the point where I feel like I'm not even on the trail anymore. And it's kind of funny because this place is actively maintained. Like there's the, there's an entire, there's a huge trail system in this place. Like they got trails that go every which way. And so it was surprising when I get to this point where I'm like, God, I've been on these type of trails, but not in a fancy area like this. And I call it fancy, but in an area like this, that's actively getting donations. It's like, wilderness groups like photography groups like i always hear of all kinds of people going out there and so when i'm walking i'm like 
this trail's kind of weird. Like I've seen these things on like trails that like people haven't walked on in years. I'm like, well, maybe, you know, maybe I'm not in the right spot. And I do see some, like, I saw her, like, I turned around to look back down the trail and it was like on the ground. It was like just leaning up to the side it was like, there's no trespassing. But I've seen those things around here where you walk up a trail and you'll have it on either side of the trail, like no private property, no trespassing. But I didn't see any of that as I'm walking. But the trail is getting worse. It's getting worse. It's getting less degraded. There's a log across the trail. I'm like, maybe this is not the right place. So, you know, I look at my phone. Actually, before I did that, I look at my phone later. So I've got all this information. I'm like, I'm like walking, walking. And I'm like, God, this, this is strange. I look over to my left and I see what's like these old like barrels out in the woods. And again, with my whole like macro, not macro, but with my abandoned uh, New England project, I'm always looking for signs of like basically junk out in the woods because that's the stuff I want to photograph. So when I get to an area, I want to photograph the history of the area. I want to figure out is everything photographed in that area you know i i don't want to miss anything that's why i was talking oh, on my last i think i talked about when i go do my abandoned new england stuff i i want i want to do it like in october november because there's less leaves less ground cover i can see much more stuff when i'm out there and so i saw this and i'm like well i was going to do a landscape shot well with my macro lens do i want to walk out there and again i'm looking around and i'm like god is this this is private property. I don't think I'm in private property. I think I'm still on a legit trail. At least it seems trail-like. Okay, fine. So I started walking through, like, you know, it's not, this like wasn't even the bush or anything like that, but I'm walking what looks like probably would have been like an old field at some point. There was really no trees. Walk about 50 feet, maybe 100 feet, and then the trail... The, it kind of like, not even the trail, because I'm not on the trail anymore. It dips down, and out there is a car. Like an abandoned car out in the middle of the woods. Like, this is the kind of stuff I dream of. I always like read these things like, oh, I was out hiking, and then I just saw a car out in the middle of the woods. And I'm like, why does that never happen to me? Like, I have to intentionally plan something to see maybe a thing out in the woods. It never just randomly happens. And sure enough, it finally happened. Out there, out in the woods, is a old Ford pickup. It's probably been there for, it looked like 30, 40, 50 years. Great. There's the landscape shot. There is my landscape shot with my macro lens. So I quickly get everything all set up. Now it's like the matter of like, okay, there's a few houses around. They're kind of like out in the woods a little bit. Can they see me? Am I going to get yelled at? All right, maybe we should take my headphones off. So I took my headphones off. I put those away. I set up my video camera to start recording. Great. I grab my lens. I'm like, okay, what kind of a shot I'm going to do? And so I, I set up my camera nice and low. And now I, I want to be face level. The one thing I've noticed with the macro lens is it sort of flattens the image a little bit. And when I'm looking at this truck... I see, okay, there's like a, there's a whole tree that looks like it's fallen over. It's like, oh, this is a beautiful shot. No, I should tell you, I haven't edited any of these photographs. I won't even do that until I actually go do the video portion. So I don't know how it came out. But my vision is there, hopefully, and I can see it. It's, you know, the trees, it's falling over, and I'm like, oh, my God, that is absolutely perfect. Now, focusing with this macro lens, it's a nice macro lens overall, but sometimes the autofocus is a little funky. And that's another thing I need to start practicing on is I need to stop using autofocus in all situations. I realize with the macro lens, sometimes it's not always focusing. And I've noticed that actually when I did my weekly waterfall shot, which is again, more about, I gotta get out there with a the camera because what I when I wanna go somewhere far, I wanna know my technique. I need to make sure that's there. And so it's the same thing for the macro photography. I took the pictures. I'm like, I don't know. This doesn't seem right. So I put it in manual mode. I've got these red highlights that come on and I make sure I focus on the headlights. Perfect. I think I have a shot now just straight on of the car. This tree, this dead tree that's going straight across it. There's no engine in the vehicle. Whatever. It's just this old derelict car out in the middle of the woods. Great. Not a close up macro shot, but I at least got one. At least I got my first picture out of the way. So I start walking around the car and I realize that the window is partly down. Now I try to open it, but through time, earth, you know, whatever, 
you can't, I can't open the door, but I'm looking inside. I'm like, oh my God, I want to get a shot of the, the speedometer and hopefully the mileage counter. Well, can I do that? Yep. I think I actually can. So now, so to imagine now I'm videoing this. And so eventually when the video comes out, you'll see the fact that I got like, I, I take my lens, not my lens. I take my camera and the tripod. I sort of fold the, the fold the tripod. There's, there's just enough opening in the window to where I shove the, the, the whole thing in there. I plop it on the seat that looks like that's if there's still a seat in that car in like 10 years, I'll be shocked. But I set it down. I aim the lens straight at the, at, at the speedometer. Now I got half my, I got my two arms like in there. Like I got like monkey arms in there. I got half my head in the car and I'm just like, this is going to be so awkward. I can't wait till when I look at the video, I must look like a complete idiot out there, but I got the shot. I think, I think I got that shot. I would have preferred to been able to open up the driver's side door, but I clearly could tell that that wasn't going to be a thing. And again, I'm not even sure of this private property. So I've got to be fairly quick and fairly discreet, which is kind of nice that I don't talk in my videos. So there's no, you know, nobody's going to hear the voice, you know, maybe they're going to hear me walking around out there. So I grab the picture. Again, I think it's going to be okay, but I still have to sit down. I still have to edit them. So who knows if they actually came out or not. But I will say that that second picture was more macro-like than anything else that I did. So perfect. Great. Two pictures down. So I'm like, okay, I'm done. I kind of, I walk around the car a little bit more. Eh, I don't really see anything that totally interests me. Brings me back to the thought of like, should I brought my taller lens? Because there was a couple things I, I wanted to get a picture of. Like there was like the, the, the V in the Ford, like my lens, my tripod was too low to the ground and in an upward shot of that just wouldn't have been all that good. But if I had brought like my normal like tripod, I probably could have gotten the shot that I really wanted. So I'll probably, I'm going to have to go and play around with my gear. I may have to reconsider the tripod that I bring with me on a consistent basis because I might've just accidentally limited myself. Again, all about the practicing. It's all about the learning. So I got my two pictures. Perfect. I threw, you know, I put all my camera gear away. I start walking, I think like back towards the trail. So now, and then this is where the mess really started to happen. I didn't get caught out there. But now I'm walking where I thought was towards a trail. I don't want to be seen by the houses. I ended up walking like I don't even know where I was actually ended up or where I was totally. But I ended up by the pond and I'm like, well, I can see the bridge that I walked near like way over out in the distance. I'm like, but there's a pond in front of me. I don't remember walking over a pond to get out here. So I'm just walking around. I just I ended up doing like this weird loop out in the middle of the woods. I finally had to pull my phone out take a look at like the tracks, like where am I going? And I, and that's how I ended up getting back on the trail, but I'm now out there and I, now I know I'm trespassing. There's been a couple points where I've crossed over the boundary. I'm like, Oh my God, I, I don't want to get shot while I'm on here. It was never my intention to be totally and just knowingly be trespassing, but I'm like, I got to get back to the trail. I just made a beeline, beelined it right, like right back to the trail. Thankfully, nobody saw me. And while I was looking at the map, on my phone. I was like, I was always on a trail. Was I probably trespassing to get to the vehicle? I'm almost positive that I was. But at the end of the day, I was really happy that I had this picture because I don't think anybody's actually seen that vehicle out there. I mean, sure, somebody probably has. At least I haven't heard about the pictures, you know, like any abandoned vehicle, you know, and you, you can go online and half the time you'll see everything that's been abandoned and it's all out there online. So great. So now we got my vehicle shots. I got my first set of macro shots. Now I'm back on the trail. I'm good to go. So on the way up the trail, I had noticed that there was where there would be like been little puddles and stuff, uh, little puddles with the water now being frozen. There was some nice cool lines through that. And I've like through the ice and I'm like, I've tried to take that shot before. Could I take a shot this time? I don't know. So what I did do was another thing to help get those sharp pictures. One of the things I'd read about is like, well, you may have to do focus stacking instead because, you know, you've got this, the focal plane is pretty small. Even if you set like your macro lens to like F16 or whatever, you're only going to get so much in, in focus. So I was like, you know what? For this ice picture, I'll do some focus stacking again. Not sure if that's going to work out or not. I still have to go through and edit them all. I'll probably talk about that later. Um, maybe in a future episode about how well that actually went. 
but I focus stacked them. I think I did. So I did like the lower thirds, the middle, and then the top. So with luck, I can sit down at some point in the comfort of my chair. Hopefully find some software that will automatically do all this stuff for me. Will it probably work? I don't know. Do I think that the ice pitch is going to be any good? Probably not, but at least I was out there to practice. And then as for macro photography, I don't know. You don't have to really go far. I turned around and I was like, oh, well, there's some moss over there that looks like there's some like old like pieces of grass or some kind of plant that was maybe growing out of it. That was probably like an inch and a half to two inches tall. I'm like, great. I'll photograph that. So I photographed that same deal. Do they come out good? I don't know yet. And I realized that it's like, it's done. Like I've been out there for about two or three hours and I'm like, you know, what? it's time for me to get home because this, when I do this, this trip, this trip was actually on the Saturday and I knew the next day, you know, obviously it would be Sunday. Huh, imagine that. I'm a pretty quick guy. Next trip was going to be the next day. And so I was like, all right, fine. I do have to eventually get home so I can pack for the next day to get out there and do that next round of photographing. So those are usually what my weekends now consist of. Saturday is like my big main hike, like not 100% planned, but I do know what the topic is. And then on Sunday, it's like, okay, I know what the topics are. And in some cases, I know what all the items are. So I could just get out there and I can photograph. So, yep, I lost the trail. I did at least find an abandoned car out in the woods and I got a shot of some ice and I got a shot of some, what looks like some mossy type grass. Will they come out good? Who knows? But it's all part of the adventure. And, th and that's where I see photography for me. Photography is all about the adventure. It's getting out there with a the camera. I'm not always going to get the good shot. Probably last year I took one really amazing photograph. I would like to see more of that this year. I would rather have maybe two, three, or four amazing photographs. But we'll see. I won't know until the end of 2021. But the goal is to make sure that I'm consistent, that I'm better. And the photography adventure, it's more than just getting out there and doing the photographing. It's the planning. It's the execution. It's it's all the stuff in between. For me, I think that the easiest part of photography is the actual photography part. It's all the prep work. It's everything that's in between for me or around it, I should say, that is the harder part. And that is also where the adventure lays. So that's what these podcasts are going to be about. And I'll probably be doing these more and more exactly like this. It's my, my brain process. It's my behind the scenes kind of thinking about what I'm doing and where I am going with my photography. So yeah, I hope this format works. Um, as I'm recording this, obviously I can't edit it. So when I come back, I'll, I'll listen to it. I'll figure out what I like. I'll probably keep tuning the format as I get better and better at this. I don't know if the episodes are going to always be nearly an hour long. Some of them might be shorter. Some of them might be longer. I guess it all depends on whatever it was that I was out photographing. I probably could have talked more about the local, the bigger hike, but I felt like it was important, at least in this episode, to kind of give you like my thought process on how I do my photography, what goes into it, and how I'm hopefully planning it to make it better for myself as I do these things. It's, again, it's all about repetition for me. It's getting out there and photographing. Sure, I got a new camera. It's basically the the slightly newer version of my old one, so there's not a whole lot to learn there. But there are a couple of things that I did change, like you know maybe some menu settings that I'm I'm still learning my way through. I have to actually pause and be like, which button do I want to push there because I don't remember how it was previously set. So there is still that hesitation, but I do eventually want to get to where the end of the year it's like I don't have to think. Like, for example, like that weekly like hike that I'm going to be that I'm doing, there was a dog that was out there free. And I'm like, oh, this would be great to grab a picture of that. But since I have to think about what settings that I want to tweak on there and kind of like some what I'm hoping will be some process improvements when I'm out there photographing, I still have to think. So when I did edit those pictures, the, the dog picture was terrible. It was all blurry and everything else. I'm like, you know, if I was not, if I didn't have to think as much when I saw the dog, I would have been more prepared. It would have taken me a couple seconds to be like, 
Okay, change the shutter speed and maybe quickly set the ISO to automatic. Yeah, I don't mind setting ISO to automatic, by the way. Sometimes the situation calls for it. You don't have time to quickly get the picture you want and have all the time in the world to adjust for your light and look at your histogram. At some point, you got to make some quick choices. In the case of the dog, probably would have been better to have the ISO on automatic and just quickly, like, just just ripped up the um, the shutter speed so that at least I would have had more of a freeze in the action, but the pitch was, it was bad. But I digress. Anyways, I think that's it for me. Hopefully when I go back and listen to this podcast, it's not going to be a whole lot of likes and ums and so's, but I figure over the course of time, I will get better at this when I'll start catching myself from doing those weird like voice twitches. So hope you all hang out with me just stick with me i figure this will get a lot better it's going to get a lot smoother it's just like any any episode that you may watch on tv i i i can i digress digressing again but when i remember watching the star trek the next generation as a kid and now when i go re-watch it as an adult you can tell like that first season the first season was rough but there was something there for me like you knew you there was there was a moment of like this has potential and it was as they kept doing it they kept improving it into where the future seasons you could tell like they were really coming into their own now hopefully i don't have the same decline but nonetheless you could tell they were coming into their own and they got the process and it was ironed out and that's you know my challenge that's my adventure when it comes to this podcast is getting that flow in figuring out and tuning and adjusting I figure I'm there pretty much with my videos. There is a formula, so to speak. And now it's all about just minor tweaks. Just do it minor this. Just just, just adjust it a little bit better. And that's where I am with this podcast. So with all that said, my name is Rich. I am the Lone Photographer. Thank you for listening. Again, head on over to thelonephotographer.com. Uh, from there, there's you can check out all the different things that I have been doing with photography. I will never say that my website is the greatest thing since sliced bread, but I hopefully is organized into the, with the front page being kind of like some of the latest adventures that I've been on. So go ahead, head on over, check those things out and, you know, drop me a line. Let me know. With that said, thank you everybody for listening. I will catch up with everybody next week.